Welcome to the Outsourcing Farmer podcast. I'm Gareth McDonald. Demand for post-approval or phase four studies has increased markedly in recent years, prompting contract research organisations to bolster their offerings in this area. One such firm is US contract research group PharmaNet, which recently added three executives to its phase four team. I spoke with Vice President of Phase 4 Development, Jeff Trotter, who began by explaining how drug industry demand for Phase 4 studies is changing. Increasingly, Phase 4 is all about finding out what happens to the products and to their performance, if you will, in the real world, in, in uh, actual medical practice settings. As a contrast to the more uh, artificial environment of, uh, of the randomized clinical trial, uh, the reality being that the conditions under which products are evaluated for approval um, rarely are those conditions under which the products are actually used. So the, uh, the quote-unquote real world is, is real important. Okay, so with that in mind then, and obviously you've recently expanded your Phase 4 team, um, you're seeing an increase in demand for this sort of trial work on a contract basis? Well, our clients have important demands uh, that they meet need to meet in this uh, marketplace. They uh, Increasingly, they need to focus on the safety issue post-approval. They need to also focus on the value issue, which could be clinical value, uh, economic value, uh, or quality of life value. And, uh, and some of these, while the safety issue may be more of a mandate that they have to adhere to and they're obligated to, uh, to submit information, um, the value question perhaps is more Uh, discretionary, although increasingly for commercial acceptance you really need to develop good information on the value side. In terms of the value you mentioned there, is that um, pharmaceutical companies looking for other indications for already approved products? It could be. That that indeed is is something that happens very frequently in phase four to truly leverage the investment that companies have made in their products. Uh, You know, we need to look for different indications, perhaps different formulations that can uh, be more cost effective in uh, in development, but uh, but it's all but value really is also focusing on um, on the worth of the product. Is it worth it clinically? Is it is it a uh, enough of an advance over the the current standard that that it really uh, it becomes almost a clinical imperative to consider? Or are there other features of it that uh, that may have some benefits down the road in terms of a, a more quiet side effect profile? Some of these issues also translate into economic value, and certainly the uh, the, the question of cost effectiveness of a product has been uh, on the horizon for the last uh, several years. And and more and more health authorities and regulatory authorities are now considering economic issues alongside of the clinical issues. And then finally, the um, the patient perspective needs to be uh, first and foremost as well. We, uh, we we need to make sure that we're addressing issues of patient satisfaction. In terms of the changes and drivers going forward, um, what are going to be the important factors there? Really over the last three to five years, the, the pendulum has swung very very clearly over to the safety side and, and um, uh, underscored the importance of companies standing behind their products, underscored the importance of uh, providing useful data for the marketplace, for regulatory authorities, and even internally for really understanding how a product performs. And I, I don't think that's going to change. I think that's going to be with us for a while, and it should be. This is obviously an important issue, understanding uh, the safety of products in more of a real-world environment. I think increasingly um, more and more countries are going to be 
looking for post-approval, again, real-world, typically observational data to demonstrate to um, uh, maintain coverage for a particular product. The product has been approved based on randomized trials, but now we have to see how it performs in the marketplace and does it live up to, his, to its expectations. So I think increasingly we're going to see that be, again, more uh, less of a discretionary issue and more of an absolutely an absolute requirement that companies have to provide information in order to maintain market certification. Uh, it's it's happening in a few different countries in Europe. It's happening uh, in various countries around the world. It's not something uh, that's a requirement in the U.S. at the moment. But I really, uh, if I were to put my crystal ball on a, or uh, look in my crystal ball, I think we'd see that as Something, uh, something on the horizon, perhaps. For Outsourcing Pharma, this is Gareth McDonald.